I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory... Hello, chickens. Uh, look, Matt has fired a salvo um, in his missive about the Doctor's wife. Uh, the Neil Gaiman scripted episode of uh, Series 6 uh, starring Matt Smith uh, and the glorious Saran Jones as Idris or the TARDIS. Um, and Matt thinks it's a wasted idea. I loved the Doctor's wife. I thought it was... Like, like I said, there are some episodes of these series that I'm like, Neh, and others where I'm like, oh, I love this one. Um, I thought Saran Jones was spectacular as Idris. I thought the, you know, the junkyard TARDIS idea was fun. I really enjoyed that. I was, uh, I found it a bit distressing that um, there were so many dead Time Lords there, but it does explain why the Doctor barely runs into them. I mean, they have all disappeared in the war as well. Uh, but also... The, I, I like the voice of House, very chilling. Um, but I loved the whole thing with Amy and Rory running around the many corridors of the TARDIS, like that looked like the old school corridors. Um, I know that there was meant to be a different alien used instead of the Ood, like an, a, a bespoke alien. And he has been quite scathing about the edits made to his script because um, apparently it had a huge, big opening. But uh, I expect that, that what was done there was, oh, we can't afford all of that and Saran Jones. Uh, so, we're just going to go with uh, Saran Jones. Um, speaking of, I just adore her. I don't know if you've watched the show Vigil, which is set in a submarine. And I, <laughs> I got my friend Stephen, who's in the Navy, to watch it. And he was like, that would never happen. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's a TV show. <laughs> like A lot of things would never happen. Um but yeah, it's got Patterson Joseph. It's uh, and Rose Leslie. It's I, I really enjoyed Vigil. It was like I, I had fun, and it's got old mate from uh, Line of Duty. Um, 
whose name I can never remember. You know, the main one. Um, anyway, oh, that, uh, some fighting words, Matt. I would not be surprised if we have many, many controversial replies to you and your opinions about the doctor's wife. Also, people might agree with you. People might go, oh, yeah, no, nah, it, nah, it was no good. Um, On to the rebel flesh and the almost people here in Matt's missive. Uh, he says, I've not really got huge amounts to say about this one. I was thoroughly bored. <laughs> It feels like an allegory stretched too far in the debate about whether the gangers are real people. But ultimately, I just didn't care. The humans themselves aren't particularly likeable. So why on earth should I be expected to care about their copies? Amy is once again shown to be a little shallow, but that's nothing new. Slow, plodding, not really enough story to stretch out to two episodes. And the less said about the Missy Elliott get your freak on inspired extending neck, the better. Um... Yeah, this was something I think that happened a lot in the Moffat era. I think it also happened in the Russell T. Davis era, to be quite frank, is that sometimes a story felt like it was too big for two episodes, uh, for a single episode, sorry, to fit into the 45 minutes, but then there was not enough for 90 minutes. Uh, And I felt like this was a cliffhanger, in search of a story. Like, it's a great cliffhanger. Like, Goopy Goo Doctor Who. I loved it. I still refer to them as the Goopy Goo people. I forgot that they were called gangers. Um, <laughs> they were Goopy Goo people. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that... It's just one of those things that I called them that once or twice and then that now is all I ever call them. Uh, but, yeah, the Goopy Goos... I, I like. I love this cast, by the way. I do agree that they are unlikable characters, but I think the actors are all spectacular, and I'm really interested in what they're doing as those characters. Like, you know, kind of making them a bit gross because you, you know, as an audience, you're like, well, they've created a slave race, and they are treating them as, you know, expendable as, you know, and it's. It's really kind of difficult. There was, I listened to a big finish recently, which I really enjoyed, um, where Tegan had created a duplicate of herself and that duplicate knew she was going to perish uh, in this, the scenario that she was in. Um, uh and it, I think it was a lost story, maybe? Like, it was uh, by the writer of Warrior's Gate and Terminus. Um, and it was a really confronting scene, like, of that kind of, I am expendable. Uh, and I'm also a character that you love because you've been watching this show for a while. And also, you know, it's Tegan. We love her. Um, and, yeah, I... I feel like they didn't, they didn't really get across that, you know, that those people, A, because all those people who were using the gangers, the goopy goop people were unlikable, then you never really kind of, when they were the ones that were expendable, you were like, well, I'd... I don't really mind so much. But when it's someone that you really give a crap about it's 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 a really difficult moment like dramatically for them to have to be expended 
uh, for want of a better word. So, yeah, I think maybe that was one of the failings of it. Um, and we all know why this episode exists. It's to set up the next one, um, <laughs> which is very strange. Um, anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's fine, but I, I don't think it's the best uh, Doctor Who episode of all time. Um, on to uh, Good Man Goes to War, which is what those goopy goop people were setting up. Uh, Matt says, by the time he eventually does show up, you'd be forgiven for forgetting that this was supposed to have the Doctor in it. Uh, revelations are plenty this time around. Moffat relies on one of his old favourite tropes of a montage bringing people together. And in this case, setting the seeds of the Paternoster gang. Oh, yes, the... Uh, because um, we've got our Silurian, we've got uh, Strax. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, uh, and Matt says, as well as giving us an opening scene with Cybermen that really doesn't go anywhere special at all, other than once more to tease us with an element of Super Who. Um, oh, yeah, it's the scene at the start with Rory uh, and all of the exploding cyber ships. Um Matt says, the first half of this series has been so intricately plotted and linked up that the end reveal that River is Amy and Rory's daughter leaves you very much shrugging your shoulders. It's a soap opera reveal which doesn't have consequences, so why should we care? Strax is funny, though. Good for Strax. <laughs> Strax is very funny in this. Um, I mean, just the concept of there being a nurse, a Sontaran nurse, is very, very amusing in and of itself. Yeah, I, I... Didn't love this the first time I watched it. Like, I loved the revelations. I loved the surprise that, oh, my God. Oh, I could, you know, I could see that coming. But also I was surprised. Like, that's my favourite sensation. Um, I was working with a writer the other day and they'd killed off a different character than they had been intending to kill off. Or no, they kind of made it look like one character was going to be killed. And then in reality, it was a different character that was killed. And I was like, you still need to make us feel satisfied in killing off that character. Like, there needs to be some sort of mention of them, you know, so that when it happens, it feels like, oh, I could have guessed that, even though you... Yeah, so I, the the revelation of who River Song is, uh, is a surprise, but dramatically it has been kind of hinted at to the point where we kind of got who it was. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the, there's so much weirdness. Um, by the way, Peter Hoare, who directed this episode, is back uh, directing for the new series. Also directed uh, the glorious It's a Sin, like that absolute heartbreaking, fun, amazing piece of work uh, that Russell T. Davis did. Um, it was last year, the year before, a couple of years ago now, I think. Was it even pre-pandemic? I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, that uh, Peter Hoare is going to be back. I, if you want to hear me talking more about A Good Man Goes to War, I did an episode of uh, Flight Through Entirety about A Good Man Goes to War. And uh, we talked about it a lot, including Lorna Bucket, um, who I love, who is now in... You know, one of my favourite shows. Uh, she's uh, the security officer on the Enterprise in Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. I know all of all of my <laughs> my nerdity stuff comes crashing together sometimes. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.